Today on episode 90 of the podcast review show, we're looking at the Beyond Westworld podcast. Welcome to the podcast review show, hosted by radio veteran Eric K. Johnson from podcasttalentcoach.com and Hall of Fame podcaster Dave Jackson from the School of Podcasting. Dave and Eric help you identify those things you are doing right so you can do more of those and lose those things that don't deliver value to your audience. Join in on the conversation at podcastreviewshow.com. Welcome to the Podcast Review Show. I'm Dave Jackson from the School of Podcasting.com, and joining me as my partner in crime is Eric K. Johnson. Tonight on the show, uh, it's all about Westworld. Troy Heinrichs joins us. He's one of the two co-hosts of the Beyond Westworld podcast. Troy, thanks for being here. Give us a little Reader's Digest nutshell of what your podcast is all about. It's a TV fan after show about HBO's Westworld. We chose the name Beyond Westworld because many don't know from the old Westworld days of the 70s ago, there used to be an actual TV show called Beyond Westworld that aired on CBS in the 1980s for all of two episodes. I believe it wasn't actually made the air. Uh, so we thought, Hey, why not SEO beyond Westworld, get that juice going and fear we'd pop up. And we were actually the first uh, Westworld podcast to actually make it into Apple podcasts. Uh, but not the biggest, unfortunately, but we're working on it. That's why we're here tonight. Uh, we just, uh, we get together a uh, day after the show airs and take fan community questions about 30,000 or so people in the Facebook group and just curate a community and talk about real heady stuff. That's a fantastic group for not being the biggest show. You have uh, you have quite the social media juice there, my friend. I would assume that our call to action should be, if you're in the Facebook group, subscribe, subscribe. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Yeah, what we're talking about, just to, to play the clip, for me, I love this. This is well, I'll play the actual beginning here in a second. But at one point, you say this in your show. Thanks to those of you that voted. Keep an eye out for our weekly guest survey polls on Twitter at Westworld Fans, on Instagram at Beyond Westworld, or in the Facebook group, 29,000 Strong. Just search for Beyond Westworld. Yeah, so when I heard 29,000 Strong, I was like, dang. So that was uh, a nice uh, uh, just proof of concept. And like, hey, you're, you know, it's the, it, it boosts that fear of missing out. But uh, here's the actual intro of the show. Welcome to Beyond Westworld, and boy, have we got an offering for you. Beyond Westworld is where we attempt to make all of your podcast fantasies come true by diving deep into the heart of the HBO series Westworld. I'll be your host, Aaron Peterson, and joining us today is my fellow sentient host, Troy Heinrichs. When you have eliminated the impossible, whatever remains, no matter how simple, must be the truth. Yeah, whatever that means. Just stick my consciousness into a body. That's all I really want out of this. This whole ordeal. A better looking one. Oh, if you could pick it. Yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll get back to that. We'll get back to that. Sure. Thanks for spending your vacation with us this week as we discuss the fourth episode of season two called The Riddle of the Sphinx. It aired May 13th, 2018 and was written by Jonathan Nolan and his partner, and was directed by Lisa Joy Nolan, which was her directorial debut ever. And let me great say, job. she did a great job. So Eric, what were your thoughts on just the initial kicking off the show? I like the way the show kicks off and tells me what it's all about. Tells me what the podcast is all about, links it back to the show. I love the fact that you give the, uh, the date and the episode. So, you know, because it's an after show and we're talking about a particular episode, it gets me right into which episode we're talking about, uh, when it was released, uh, who wrote it, 
all of the nuts and bolts right there so we can get into discussing. We don't have to take care of a whole lot of housekeeping. I love the the quick pace of the opening and I thought we jumped right into it, which I liked. Yeah, the, the only thing, because I like the quick pace and I did I noticed it again when we just played that clip about the 29,000. Aaron, a lot of Red Bull that night or something going on. He's a little, like when he explains, welcome to the Westworld. And I see a lot of people do this, like, when somebody says, Dave, where are you from? And I go, oh, I'm from the podcast review show. Like for some reason, when we're promoting our stuff, because in our brain, we're kind of like, oh, it's the same. It's the show. And then we go into our description. Oh, it's the time when we did the thing. And I mean, if I just play that one little clip he did again. Well, thanks to those of you that voted. Keep an eye out for our weekly guest survey polls on Twitter at Westworld Fans, on Instagram at Beyond Westworld, or in the Facebook group, 29,000 Strong. Just search for Beyond Westworld. That is, uh, that's a pace. I, I kind of was waiting for him to go sold to the man in the back. Um, he, he, had to take, he had to take a breath like halfway through. <gasps> <laughs> but that's the only thing I noticed that uh, I was like, wow, that is. And I don't know if it's just that thing. Like I mentioned, it's, it's our stuff. We've said it a million times, pull our string and, you know, and off we go. But uh, when I, uh, when I coach, uh, radio talent, I have to remind them that because radio talent say the name of the station every time they crack the mic and because they say it 50 times a day and on five days a week, thousands and thousands of times every year, it becomes a little throwaway statement because they've said it. And I always uh, tell them, slow down and take pride in what you're talking about right there. He, he said something that's probably the fourth time I've heard him say whatever the, the fan survey thing is. And he reads it so quickly and it's all a big run together sentence because he said it so many times and he's so comfortable saying it. It's like when you say a tongue twister or uh, something like that over and over and over again, you can say it faster and faster and faster every time because it becomes natural. It's a uh, muscle memory and you want to slow down and take some pride in it. You can't expect your audience to take pride or appreciate and value what you're saying. If you, just throw it away like that and say, follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and the that. And here's the thing, and you're and you're rolling right through it. And they're like, oh well, you know, he didn't uh, he didn't stop down and take time with it. It's like if you stop and pause, people go, oh, this must be important because he's like really emphasizing it and he's stopping and making a point to it. But if you roll right through it and you're like, it's like I need to get through all of that to get to the good stuff. So don't even bother paying attention to that. The show is interesting because there are times where you do that and you throw it away, but there are other times where the the conversation almost comes to a halt and loses momentum because you get sidetracked with some minutia that doesn't have to do with the conversation. And it's kind of interesting because I, I oftentimes see one or the other and <laughs> you manage to do both of them. So well, I'll kind of point those out as we kind of go through the show here. The thing I was worried about, or anytime I ever listen to a TV show podcast, I'm like, oh, I haven't watched the episode yet or things like that. So I thought it was really cool that you kind of put a disclaimer and you put your audience at ease. Are you sure? Because I'm pretty sure everything has to do with loss. You walk outside. Uh, somebody. I'm glad I left that part in here. This is one of the things that Eric was talking about. It's a sidestep. That I was kind of, so that's the beginning of this clip, and then you'll hear the no spoilers part. Are you sure? Because I'm pretty sure everything has to do with loss. You walk outside, somebody ch- touches your mailbox, you're like, well, that's just like an episode 6.2 of Lost. Everything. Are you done ranting now? See? Because he knows it's true. Don't tell me what I can't do. 
If you are a new listener, subscriber, I'm really sorry, but welcome. I'm so glad you found the door. If you're a returning listener, thanks for coming back to the park. On our show first, we dive into our story and the character analysis. We then hear from each of you, our most valued guests, before going off our loop entirely as we break the code on all things spoilery or majorly theorized that could turn into a future storyline. We want to emphasize, we never talk about anything that's an actual spoiler, like people saw an episode down the road and then they come back and... We don't talk about that. It's only theories what we think might happen. So are people on Reddit that have deciphered and broken literal codes to find out what's going to happen. That's the only thing we talk about in that session. But we keep it at the end because some people don't even want to have that. So now we're on to the main loop. This is what happened this episode. So for me, when somebody says, if you're a first time listener, I'm sorry, that's a pretty red flag that whatever you just said should be on the editing floor. And for me, I get it's an inside joke between you and and Aaron about the lost thing. But I know for me, I was like, wait, what? It was a little like, I don't know, Eric, what were your thoughts on that little tangent there? Yeah, I would agree. Uh, I think there's so many things that in this clip here, you do so much good in this episode. You talk about a lot of points. You know what you're talking about. And when you really have passion, you slow down and that passion comes through. Um, but again, right here, as uh, Aaron starts going through the setup of the show, I thought he does a nice job setting up the segments of the show. But again, he's done it a million times and he rips through it so fast. I don't know which parts are actual segments to the show and which parts are things he's just talking about. It confused me. I like the fact that you guys are setting up the show and I like your, your okay, first we're going to go through the loop. Then we're going to go through listener feedback and then whatever the benchmarks are. So I know when I hit those signposts going through the fact that this came four and a half minutes into the show, I thought that probably should have been a little earlier. Like, Hey, uh, if you're new to the show, here's what we do. We hit four segments in the show. Segment a is the loop. Segment B is uh, listener feedback. Segment three is, uh, you know, and you, and you walk through each signpost for me. And then give me a tease, you know, like, uh, hey, and then uh, later on in the episode, when we get to breaking the code, Aaron's going to tell you about the the thing he believes the red ball is all about or whatever. What Give me, like, hook me. Make me want to stick around and figure out what that part is all about. When you go off into the lost tangent, that, again, throws me off of the signposts I'm trying to decipher. Like, okay, I'm looking for the signposts as we go down this journey. But now I'm distracted by this this uh, lost kind of conversation. Those are the things that kill the momentum of the show. The show's already an hour and a half long. I mean, the show's longer than the show itself. Like yeah. I could have gone and watched the entire episode <laughs> and watched half of it again by the time this episode's over. And I don't dislike the fact that it's 90 minutes long, but I want to feel some momentum in it. And when you guys get in the middle of this, like 45, 60 minutes into this episode, and you guys are having passionate conversations about what you believe in your theories and what Aaron believes in his theories, there's some tension there. And I'm sitting on the edge of my chair and, and we have some momentum going. But then all of a sudden you guys start clowning and you're like, well, you know, you go ahead and finish your gobbledygook there before, before we get into that, you know, and, it's, and it just brings the whole conversation to a halt. That's what these little side tangents do. It's not that they're bad. Touch on them, but keep moving forward. Makes sense. Yeah, there was one that I thought was was cute because it was really quick. 
Um, and, and that was this one. She's filled with rage and anger where Maeve is filled with um, familial bond, you know, mother's bond. She wants her baby back. I, will my baby baby. I knew that was coming God. next. Damn it. <laughs> Why did I make myself do it? I should just walk. I was holding me. back. <laughs> <laughs> and, and then you went right back to it. So to me, I thought, okay, that was kind of cute. And it kind of showed for me, how long have you known Aaron? Cause you guys have a really good chemistry together. Yeah. I think we met uh, TV talk day. So 2013 ish, 2012, 2013, somewhere in there. So about yeah, seven years now, but we've also done, I mean, with, cause we do the blacklist exposed together as well. So, I mean that we've done over 150 episodes of now. So it's, it's, it's a lot of talking to each other. Yeah. Tell me about your typical audience member. Cause that was the one thing for me that was like it, it, well, let me play one clip. Um, this is where at the end of the show, you're reading audience feedback. And this is where I went, uh, this is a, uh, this is a, you, email from a, a listener but this was one of the finest hours of television i have ever seen everything wow. about this episode was so much better than the previous three episodes i felt like i was watching a different show little tension depth storytelling script and cinematography wow i am back on board so the fact that the the viewer is paying attention to things like cinematography so troy tell us a little bit about your your audience for a second there, I was like, is this a bunch of screenwriters? Because you, you guys talk a lot about the story. So tell me a little bit about your audience. I think when we started out the show initially, we wanted to focus on, you know, let's put a lost card again, but it was that kind of recapturing that lost experience that people had in the 2005 to 2010 run of the show, where it was this community that was very heady, very want to go deeper than just the surface area of the show. Like, oh, it's Susie and Joey and ah, ha, ha, laugh track and... You know, that kind of stuff, those shows are fun and they have their place, but we really wanted to focus on the fans that are, they want to sit down and just escape for an entire hour, go somewhere completely different. That's not their real life. And then when they're in that space, be willing to not only sit in that space, but then go one step further. What's the philosophical thing I can take away? What is the one thing I learned from this episode that I could apply to my real life and those people tend to be probably a little bit more educated, maybe a little bit more upper bracket income. And because of that, we figured we'd have um, some really good philosophical conversations out of it. And some of those people tend to be real nerdy. Uh, some of those people probably be more, depending on the nerd or the geek scale. I don't want to offend any you know, community. <laughs> We're all inclusive here at, at Beyond Westworld. <laughs> um, but yeah, probably in that realm. And then, you know, just some, some, some more affluence to it uh, for obviously for advertiser's sake and whatever. But I think having that really good conversation around like, what is it that we want to experience watching the show every week? What makes us come back every week? But more importantly, when it's all said and done, do I feel like I wasted my time or do I feel like I actually grew as a person? And people that want to do that, I think are the people that we want to try to reach. Because with 29,000 people in Facebook, you're, you're definitely reaching some, some people and for me, it reminded me at times a little bit of either my ethics class or my my philosophy class in college, where you had these super like deep, like, well, what if somebody thought this? Well, is the what is the meaning of the word the kind of stuff that you're like trying to figure it out? And here's just one quick clip where you guys were talking about the the story arc. I don't want to discredit it. I, I don't I don't think it's the right call either. But there are a lot of things and a lot of hints in this episode, especially in those conversations with Jim, where you're kind of like, okay, maybe it is plausible. Maybe that's where the end of the beginning and the beginning at the end. 
comes I'm from. Not, I 100% said it was plausible. I'm saying I don't think it would be a good storytelling choice. I, I really don't. I think he's had a good human arc, and I really want to see that human arc play. So it's kind of like if I was writing the show, I would have so-and-so do this and that. And that's when I was kind of like, well, this is, I knew immediately like going in, I'm like, this is not the, well, here's what happened on the show. You know, we're not going to do any spoilers, but it was very like, it seemed like you ended up in almost every character's head. Like what did, what was this person thinking and what was this person and what would they do and what were their motives in this scene? And it just seemed like you went into to every detail. I mean, Westworld is the the stage, but the, the purpose of the show was to really examine the story. So that's why I was asking about that. Eric, what were your thoughts on some of the, the deep dives? I, I liked it as well. I thought it's a nice combination of kind of like a, a fan podcast meets a critical writing podcast. Like you're, there are some points in the discussion where you're totally fanning out. Like I love the show. I love the character. I love the storyline. But, and then there are other parts of the episode where you get into that story arc and character development sort of critique. And I thought that was really cool because you don't fall a hundred percent onto one side or the other. It's like you truly appreciate the show for what it is and for it being a television production. But on the other side of it, it's you're, you're critiquing it in a way that somebody who really appreciates the art would critique it and how they might improve their art rather than just watching it because, you know, you're on borderline fanaticism where you believe the people are real, you know, and, you know, Jim's my, you know, you meet the guy in person, you go, Jim, I love you. And they're like, I'm not Jim. I'm really Bob. You know, I just play Jim on the show. No, no, you're Jim, you know? So it's, it's not crazy fanaticism, but I can tell you appreciate the show. And you, if you, even if you weren't doing the podcast, you would sit down and watch it every week because you enjoy it. I like that kind of combination of the two approaches together makes the show unique. Yeah. It was kind of intentional when we designed it that way. Cause we said, well, anybody can go out to entertainment weekly and read the recap. We, yeah. don't, need, we don't need to tell you what you already saw, right? You, you saw it. So what, right. no one's going to listen to that on a podcast, but we also didn't want to be the, the three hour AP class, even though I know sometimes in this episode we got there <laughs> in particular, just because of the content of this episode. Yeah. Hey, this isn't your, your straight ahead Westworld uh, show. This is the AP level Westworld right here. <laughs> That's right. This one is. And there are a few well, of those out thing. there that we're competing against. So we're trying to like, where's the happy medium where we can keep people right. entertained, but yet yeah. have a good dialogue that it makes worth doing the podcast, the time putting into the podcast worth doing. Yeah, it's a I, tough line to, to walk. And I think you do it well. One thing I might suggest though, because it is an after show, I think in the title on the website, it says after show companion, but you really don't mention that kind of in the uh, upfront of the episode in the introduction. And you might suggest that like today we're talking about season two, episode four. If you haven't watched it yet, I'd highly recommend you go watch that uh, first before you listen to the episode. Cause you're going to get a lot more out of the episode. If you, if you've seen it, uh, if you've seen the show first before you come listen to our discussion about it, not that we're going to spoil anything, but uh, you'll kind of understand our references a little better. You might think about putting that kind of up front. I think a lot of people who are fans of shows and listen to these kind of podcasts kind of get that. But if I just stumbled upon this, like, oh, you know what? Westworld, I kind of like that show. And I click play because it was... Uh, recommended to me, you know, people who like your, this show also like that show. And so I just click play and listen to it. It might put it in perspective for me. If I was a new listener coming in, 
in season two, episode four. Yeah, that's one of the things we're trying to balance and probably why we came on to do the review show was trying to figure out, do we do it from a standpoint of give enough information that if you hadn't seen the episode, you could listen to this and be like, oh, okay, I don't need to watch the episode now. Thanks for saving me an hour. Or should we focus more on the people that have watched the episode, dive deep into the episode and give those people extra content? And I think that's what we're, I, we're trying to be both serve both masters, I think, with the podcast yeah, currently. I, I would not do one. that. I'd pick one, definitely. And I would pick I would pick the people who have already seen the show. Those are your super fans. Those are the ones you want to cater to. The 29,000 people in your Facebook group aren't over there because they're not watching the show. They're there because they want to talk about the show and they've seen it. They're like, I, you know, I don't want to spend an hour for the uh, watching the show. I just want to come hang out on Facebook. That's not happening. These are people who enjoy watching the show. How do we convert the, some of those 29,000 into podcast listeners? How do we teach them how to listen to the show? But I would definitely super serve the people who have seen the episode. You can always make recommendations during the show. You do it a few times, like the clip Dave played. Hey, if you're a new listener, X, Y, Z, you know, if you're a new listener, we go through four benchmarks in the show. Or if you're a new listener, uh, this is the part of the show where we uh, answer listener feedback. And if you want to give us listener feedback, you can do that uh, via Twitter uh, over at Beyond Westwood World or, you know, things like that, where you can make it comfortable for new listeners but they're more of the, oh, by the way, rather than the, the people that you're creating your content for. Makes sense. In fact, there, you had one little clip here I'm going to play where I thought it was interesting because you did, I think you realized just how deep in the woods you were. And I forget who, who kind of paraphrases here, but... Uh, He's not facing what happened with his wife. He's running from his daughter and what his daughter said to him, he's running from it. Gotcha. So he needs to go back and deal with that. That's kind of how I saw it. Running from your problems instead of facing them head on. Yeah. Yeah. I guess if you want to make it easy. Sure. Sure. I'd rather bumble <laughs> everything I said and make it confusing for everyone. No problem. <laughs> All right. Glad it can help. <laughs> so I thought that was kind of funny. <laughs> I like, like to see more of that come out of you two because, you know, if, if both of you have the same opinion, th then one of you really isn't necessary. Right. And so the fact that Aaron has these long diatribes and he goes on and pontificates for two and a half minutes and then you come in and sum it up with six words, you know, I think that sets the two of you apart. That's the difference in your personality. I'd like to see more of that come out in the show. It does occasionally. I think me, you could use it a lot more. I've got a clip here and I thought that's what I liked about this because it wasn't a... What do you think, Eric? I like it. Me too. Okay. It was like, and so here's, <laughs> here's a quick clip with uh, Aaron kind of holding your feet to the fire. Because Ford was controlling him previously, but Ford was also alive. I mean, he made that comment that Ford was dead. So can Ford manipulate him still or not? I guess that is the open question. See, sometimes I forget, I, I, I got to remind you that we're on a podcast. So when I ask you a question, it's okay for you to actually answer it. You don't have to just tell me what the question is again. What do you think? Can she trust him? Absolutely. I think at this point, he, she can. Okay. Was that so hard? It's easy. That's all you had to say. That's the process it, though. I mean, there are different answers, depending on how you want to view what your viewpoint is. I don't think you processed it. You just said another question. <laughs> you like the show. You just give him more questions, man. Just give some answers. You know? Chop, chop. But, uh, and I want to play one other <laughs> clip because Eric was talking about how you guys do have discussions and they're deep discussions and they're it's almost like not a courtroom, but it's like, here are, here's my evidence. And you guys were talking about 
how many time periods was, uh, oh, the guy's name is yeah, Bernard. Yeah. Bernard, how many? And so here's a quick clip of this where you're trying to, you're both trying to persuade the other person. I see it as three distinct time periods. When each one starts and finishes, that's where it's kind of, it can be a little hazy and up to debate. But I definitely, for me, specifically see three time periods. Okay. I see two time periods. I see okay. we just left the fort. Clementine is dragging Bernard and Clementine drops him off at the cave and throws a gun down for him, which is clearly present when he comes in the cave and finds Elsie. So that's all one time period, which is the two weeks ago from present day, right? Because present day is strand. So two weeks ago, Bernard finds Elsie in the cave mm-hmm. and he's flashing back to potentially when he dropped Elsie off in that cave originally and he had to go to this place in order to go find the red ball that Ford sent him there to go get, which is why I think the red ball's brain is Ford's brain specifically because Ford was the one that actually tried to, was able to figure out how this process actually worked. So there's only, th- there's only two time but periods. Three, because you also have the one where he is obviously by himself and he's remembering Elsie, which means that that would be behind him. It'd have to be a memory because it's behind him. And he's there in that room by himself. So when I heard that, I was like, this is a deep dive. Two guys very passionate about, no, no, dude, you're crazy. It's two. No, it's three. Because she was behind him. No, it's, and I was like, (laughs) and that's when I was kind of like, okay, who's the audience for this again? And that's when I got, when I said, when I got to the end and I heard these other people talking about cinematography and the director. And I love the fact that the, the musical score, I was like, these are, these are people that are watching the show one frame at a time. I think in some cases, I love these passionate discussions. I think this is what I, when I talked earlier that the show slows down when you kind of uh, get off on tangents, this is the opposite. This is the momentum I'm talking about because this is like, I can't turn away because I need to see how it comes to a conclusion. I need to see how the argument resolves itself. This is where the momentum of the show really gets good right here in the middle of this juicy part. The, the first clip you played, Dave, the, my favorite line in that is where Aaron goes, you're just like the show. I ask you a question. You give me another question rather than give me some answers. I'm just looking for answers. <laughs> and I can't remember what this clip, I have a lot of clips. They're, they're all fairly short. I just have this one labeled and I mean this with, utmost respect it says deep thoughts and dad humor so it goes a little something like this i don't think it's immoral i mean it's probably inadvisable but i don't think it's immoral why not why wouldn't you want to try if you could find a way to extend your life why wouldn't you want to try i mean hell half of us would be vampires if they'd let us nah, not a blood guy you know what maybe it'd be cool because some, if i could spinal tap heal. maybe drink some spinal fluid but not blood you heal really fast you look sexy Everywhere you go, fog follows you. I kind of dig it. I want to be a vampire. Uh, you were only sexy if you were a lost boy, though. <laughs> so that, that was one I was like, all right, that was a weird tangent. Yeah. Um, yeah. And this is one where, where the momentum slows down, right? Because we were, we were in a solid discussion, and all of a sudden we're at, we're at the Lost Boys. <laughs> I'm like, great, great movie, but now how are we going to get back over there where we just were two minutes ago? Which for, like, which for is, us is funny because we're like, okay, so I'm, now I said lost. So then Aaron's going to go into the, oh, there he is talking about lost again. Right. But it's right, only funny right, for Aaron right. and I. It's not funny for the audience. Right. right. And I'm, I'm with Eric. I like the, you know, I can really see people 
I thought the the one about the the different time travel thing was a great example of you guys really like, no, no, here's why. No, no, because she was behind him. And I was like, it's a great example of you two really getting into why you think who's what. And the great thing is, is the audience then has to pick a side where they might be saying, no, I, I think there's four. You never know. But uh, I could see an audience like this going, no, no, I think Troy's got it. There's only two. And then no, somebody's Aaron's going to go, no, Aaron, he's got it. It's three or whatever. And then they're going to take it over to the Facebook group and, uh, and, and duke it out. But, but in that particular one right there, uh, you say uh, we're getting close to working out the kinks. We've already talked about that. And that was like the second or third time I've, I heard you say, we've already talked about that. So if we've already talked about it, either we shouldn't bring it up again or we shouldn't talk about it and we should save it for when we're supposed to talk about it. Because when, when you say things like we've already talked about that, it signals to the audience that we're going in circles. Like we're just back rehashing the same turf we tread. And then a, a minute later, you said, we already talked about that again about something else. And so I'm like, okay, now we're twice in a minute. We've said, we've already talked about that. So now I don't know. I don't see any new content coming my way. All we're doing is in, in talk radio, the talk radio host gets a caller on the air and says, Hey, Dave, welcome to the show. And Dave says, I think the mayor's a crook because, you know, when I saw him at the, at the thing, he was putting his trash in another guy's dumpster and the, the guy's a crook. And you're like, yeah, well, I don't think he's really a crook. And, you know, and you start, you have that conversation. Well, it's called a call circle. By the time you get to the top of the call circle, the caller says, well, like I said, I think he's a crook because I saw him putting his yeah. trash can, you know, so the key being a talk show host is to get out of the call before you close the call circle. So before the caller is able to say, well, like I said, or, well, I'm, I'm just trying to say, or whatever, you know, he gets to about 11 o'clock on the call circle that you eject. Dave, thanks for the call. We're going to Troy now. Uh, Troy <laughs> over in Huntsville. What do you got? And then, but he's a crook. Yeah. Right. <laughs> As so, you hang, hang up. It, because if you get to the top of the call circle and they say, well, like I said, now you're just going around the circle again. So if we've already talked about it, there's no sense in talking about it again. That makes sense. Or cut that, cut that, like cut it out and put it on the cutting room floor. Right. Do the whole, yes, yeah. exactly. We already talked Either, about that. Just cut that hole out. And then you never know that you did talk about it or whatever. Right. right. Exactly. Take it out. Move along. Yeah. Sure. In each segment, there is a, like there's the barn doors to go through the main loop. Then there was the shotguns and then there was the sword cuts for breaking the code. So which is what I'm, which is what I'm, and it sounds like this. If you have to know all the ins and outs, it's finally time to break the code. Well, Aaron made me share two of my fun things already. The Lost versus Westworld experience and the Event Horizon Sam Neill versus Jim Dalos experience. But Aaron, one of yeah. your favorite movies of recent memory was that of Ex Machina. Sure was. That's a fantastic movie. An AI that is put into a female robot. And did you remember the scene when she is Ava is dancing? And I thought mm -hmm. that was kind of funny to have the relationship between the dance sequence in Ex Machina and the dance sequence that Jim Dalos does in his second trip through his iteration. Again, I say happy coincidence. <laughs> did you recognize it though? Or did you not even think about it? So it, it's a very quick... The thing I thought was interesting about that is you go, this is where we go deeper. And there was a part of me that goes, 
there's deeper. (laughs) (laughs) Holy cow. Like, are you kidding me? I just, for me, for the breaking the code one, for those who want to make it deeper. And then when I finally figured out what you guys were doing, like I still is, is breaking the code where you, you, you've seen something in another movie and we think we saw a very similar thing in this episode. Is that basically it? Or, or there's stuff on Instagram or there's stuff on the website. There's other ancillary things that aren't in the episode itself. Like if you really want to go deep, like, Hey, did you see that there was this Instagram post where if you turn it upside down and spin it twice, you'll actually see this code, which you can put in this website, which then this website will tell you, Oh, Hey, it's actually this character. that's going to come up next week. Cause for me, I, I kind of thought just a little more description besides if you want to go deeper, sure. like what well, you just said, Hey, this is where we take things from Instagram and blah, blah, blah. And we, we break it down. Cause to me, breaking the code was kind of, I don't know, just to me, I was like, okay. And then when, as I listen to what you're doing, I'm like, Oh, they're comparing it to other movies that I haven't seen. So, sure. um, yeah, maybe that's what it needs. I don't think the sound effects need to be longer to me. The swords kind of sounded almost too long. Maybe it's more of an explanation of the segment of the segment itself, like the purpose of it, you know, where you go, shing, shing, shing. Uh, let's get into breaking the code. This is where we find the Easter eggs that are outside of the episode. Uh, and we tie them back in, you know, today, we, this week we discovered on Instagram about the thing where you flip it and you twist it and you turn it. And then if you take it over, you know, maybe it's, maybe it's just a little more of an explanation. Sometimes we get a little too cool for the room with the titles that we choose you know, a lot of people do that with their podcast. You think the podcast is about one thing and it's about something completely different because they're the title's too cool for the room and, you know, a little too clever, you know, and sometimes just telling people exactly what you're going to do. Listener mailbag tells me exactly what it is. Right. If I call this, it, you know, some sort this, of, uh, you know, this is mis- where me and Eric, uh, break down the bandwidth, you know, like, yeah, right. What, what the yeah. heck are you talking about? So, uh, yeah, maybe it's just a one sentence kind of introduction of the, I want to prevent you from getting into now it's time for though. So it's, it's a, it's a very slippery slope there. You don't want to get into, I have to telegraph where we're going, but you do want to give a little bit of meat there. So I kind of understand that we're down the path. So naturally let it flow into, you know, let's get into listener mailbag. How many, how many emails did we get this week or something like that? Well, see, and I just had, because I just watched an episode last night. I now, I didn't even think about it. Went right over my head. Breaking the code is because all these robots are walking around with a tablet in their pocket. And all you got to do is pull out their tablet and hit a couple buttons and you redo their code. Hence breaking the code. I, that just now hit my, I was like, it bounced off my forehead. I was like, oh yeah, the robot thing, the code. That's why they're, oh, I get it. So I think if I was a little more, if I it was in the middle of the season, that one would have caught on, but that's why it didn't. I was like, breaking the code. Oh, okay. Well, they're, and I thought it was like the code of storytelling. Uh, like, did you see it over here? Well, they, they pulled it and used it over here. So I didn't even think about the, the robot code. Side. And yeah. Yeah. And, and, and it's a good point because right at the top of the show, when Aaron's like, welcome to Beyond Westworld, and boy, do we have a blank for you. The, uh, the boy we have a vacation for you was the thing that was said by the reporter in the very first movie. And so we were like, oh, let's like use that every week. Like, boy, do we have a vacation for you was the very first episode. But then we changed the last word to be something that's specific about each episode. So this week it was the, you know, the devil has an offering uh, speech that Jim Dalos gives. We're like, boy, do we have an offering for you? And then we kind of went in it. But it's like, 
real deep dive listeners are going to catch that, but right. the general audience is going to be like, what the hell are you talking about? Uh, what? Uh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, one other thing I'd like to see you guys do is use your names a little bit more for new listeners that come along so they can figure out which one's which. And you don't have to do it completely over the top, but I really only heard, uh, I think Aaron mentioned your name one time in the conversation. Um, you know, he's something like, oh, there goes Troy again and down, down the lost path, you know, or something like that. I'd like to see a little more of that, just dropping it in here and there. It, it helps us put a name to the, to the voice. Yeah, that makes sense. We'll go ahead and, and wrap up the audio part before we jump into the, uh, looking at the website. I, I, it made me feel great because I am the king of multiple calls to action. It's hard to do, uh, just one. I believe I counted eight. I was, in, listen, I was in, listening to the November <laughs> episode you guys did with the, uh, the AP professor yeah. <laughs> in preparation for tonight. And I was like, oh man, there's like 12 call to actions in the back yeah, of that episode. I, I think there's eight. What's funny is you, up, here comes. You, you tell them to subscribe and then later Aaron comes on and goes, don't forget to subscribe. I'm like, in case you missed it the last four <laughs> seconds ago. All right. Well, here's, here's the end of the show. All right. I think it's going to do for this episode. I'm going to go watch the last season or series finale and remind myself how that show missed all the questions it could have answered until next time. I'm your creative director, Aaron Peterson. You can hear me talking about movies and TV on the Hollywood outsider, as well as remake this movie. Right. And both can be okay, found. Hold on, I got to stop that. Notice how he's talking about his stuff again. <laughs> you can find me all the time. I'm the Hollywood important. I'm like, dude, what? Okay. Sorry. <laughs> I think it's going to do it for this episode. I'm going to go watch the last season or series finale and remind myself, how that show missed all the questions it could have answered until next time. I'm your creative director, Aaron Peterson. You can hear me talking about movies and TV on the Hollywood outsider, as well as remake this movie, right. And both can be found at the Hollywoodoutsider.com, as well as my new podcast smirk, which is a lot of fun. Check that out. And I'm at Troy Heinrichs on Twitter. We'll finish off the blacklist season this week over at the blacklist Plus coming back for season six next year. So be sure to subscribe to the blacklist exposed podcast in your favorite podcast player of choice. And check out all of our other great podcasts here on Golden Spiral Media by going to goldenspiralmedia.com slash podcasts. Big thanks for listening this week. Don't forget to answer our guest survey question for next week. Is the pursuit of immortality morally ethical? Yes or no? And comment with your thoughts. Please do. Yeah, please do. Be sure to subscribe, submit your feedback, and remember to come back next week when we reopen the park for another vacation. Lost in Westworld. Bitch. Son of a bitch. <laughs> and it's not lost all the time. It's just this one yeah. particular episode had some very lost <laughs> tendencies, so we like tied it all together. It's supposed to be for another vacation beyond Westworld, but I had to throw I, I had to get one less dig in there. I, I loved Lost in Westworld. That was that was the funniest part of the show. I was like, yes, like he can't do anything. The show's over. Like they're hurling credits. We can't he's got no time to get in, which was awesome. I loved it. One one thing I loved about the uh, the ending was that it was fun. The thing I didn't like about it is that it had eight calls to action. You know, I think you mentioned five other podcasts in the end of this episode. One tip for you: if the the question of the week is if you uh, is is immortality moral, yes or no, and why? If you want the why, don't frame it as a yes no question. If you say why is the pursuit of immortality immoral? If people 
don't think it's immoral, they will tell you it's not immoral. You're crazy because if it was immoral, yada, 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 make pick a side and you'll piss off the people on the other side. If you want the why, then don't ask a yes, no question. Yeah, I totally agree with that. I think because sometimes we toggle between the, well, crap, we have 30,000 people. How many of these are going to read? (laughs) Before people get bored. So sometimes, (laughs) should we just do a yes, no poll? I don't know. But then sometimes you want the actual dialogue because it's an interesting topic. So yeah, I have to figure out how to work that next season. Well, and that can always be something where, you know, you pick the the top 10 responses or, or whatever, you know, and that way people, it's, it's not a case where all I have to do is answer and I get on the show. It's like, wow, I finally got an answer on the show. So it makes them come up with a, a better answer maybe. The one thing I, I found when we, as we get to your, your website here, which, uh, which I should preference as you get into that, that we, we were on golden spiral media for season one and season two. And now we've moved back over to Aaron's, the Hollywood outsider network. So there was a, sh- a shift in that. So when you're like, Hey, why is there no golden spiral media stuff on the website? That that's why <laughs> currently okay, cause it's, the, it's on a new place. Got it. Cause the one thing I, that I think at the beginning, do you say part of golden spiral media? Mm-hmm, I believe so. Okay. Cause I know in the middle you did something and you said if for feedback, it's feedback at golden spiral media, but the website is beyondwestworldpodcast.com.com um, and not, so it's not feedback at beyondwestworldpodcast.com. Cause that'd be a cool way to just keep your brand consistent. And that was part of the challenge that we were having was because we, cause everything on golden spiral is running through the golden spiral brand. That's mm-hmm. why we were like, maybe we don't want to do the network thing. Maybe we want to do our own thing so we can do beyond com slash Dolores in 4k or something. <laughs> we, we couldn't do that with the golden spiral media because everything was on the one website and everything was a page on the website versus it's standalone website. And so that's why we're like, maybe we should just do this on our own if we're going to keep going. Got it. That's good to know. Cause that golden spiral website, man, my eyes started to cross <laughs> because the more I scrolled down, the more podcasts popped up. Like it's a dynamic website. And so you think, Oh, here's six pod. Well, eight podcast. No, wait, there's 12 pod. Hold on. 16 pod. Like they just kept coming. And I was like, where does this stop? So then I hovered over podcasts to find your show. And man, the number of shows there was like outrageous. Mm-hmm. I couldn't believe how many podcasts were there. So then when I click on Beyond Westworld, it takes me over to the Hollywood Insider podcast page where then I needed to, again, select Beyond Westworld from that podcast drop down. So that was a little clunky. The The episode page itself, I liked. I thought it was laid out nice. I liked the cool um, the video clips. I thought that added a lot of flavor to the episode page. I don't know if those were clips from that particular episode or trailers from that episode or whatever they were, but it was cool. It just added some some life to the typical static episode page. I thought you had a nice uh, uh, recap of the episode. My favorite part about it, being a guy who has never watched the show, at the very bottom of the episode page, you have an about Westworld thing down there. It tells me back in 1973, the movie came out, and then the whole thing, like it's a nice little synopsis of, oh, well, that's cool. Here's what it's all about. So if I just came to the particular episode page from Apple Podcasts or wherever I come from uh, and I land on this, it tells me exactly what it's all about. It's a nice little capsule that stands alone amongst this other breadth of information. Because when I came out here, I don't know who's doing all the, the gifts. I, I think you mentioned 
somebody in your episode where they're they're doing all these little you know baby movies here that compare you know one bloody face to the other and you you got uh the the soon to be dead guy doing disco dancing and all sorts of fun stuff that the, the thing I thought of when I saw the bike, there was a scene that they kept going back to this guy riding the bike. I'm like, Oh my God, Peloton exists in, in Westworld. That's kind of wild. <laughs> um, yeah, that was, that was kind of fun. The only thing I thought of, and I don't know how you would fix it. And it's not really broken. It just, there is not a lot of white space on this. Right. Um, it just, there's just tons of buttons everywhere, which I get. Cause you want people to subscribe. You want people to be, patrons you want them to shop on amazon so i'm not sure how to fix it i just remember thinking wow it's a lot of just info and i wasn't sure i don't know what what were your thoughts eric in that department because it seems i mean everything was i didn't have any problems finding things it was just a matter of like when i get to if i go back here and what i'm doing is on their website i'm, I'm clicking and i'm going back to beyond westworld it gives me a nice list of all your episodes and you've got some really nice graphics, which I thought is is cool. But here, uh, and I thought you did a great job of explaining that it's the one about the, the mystery of the, the Sphinx, which I thought was cool. So it's it's all easy to find. It just, everything's, you know, it just seems like everything is a little bit on top of each other. But on the other hand, so that's on one side. But on the other hand, you do do a nice job with all the graphics. So I can tell that, you know, these three things that we're looking at are all different episodes. So, I like this page right here because it's very uniform. All yeah. of the episodes stand out so I can select which episode I want. When you go to the actual episode page, I didn't think the lack of white space was distracting for me. I typically expect white space on a home page or maybe a landing page. Once I get into the, the nitty gritty of the episode page, I don't mind it being as... Uh, full as this page here. I think the right side where there's a lot of widgets, I think that's just the nature of the theme. But it looks a lot like you, you would see on Yahoo or some other website like that, where you're getting the bulk of the story on the left side and some widgets down the right side that lead you to other things that you might be interested in. Yeah, and you've got the nice button there to leave voicemail. Yeah, I thought the website was solid. Yeah. Troy, any questions for us as we start to uh, wrap things up? No, I just, I get for, I guess the questions for Eric, since he doesn't watch the show. I mean, do you still find the podcast entertaining, not have seen the episode compared contrasted to Dave who's seen the episode? Well, at least twice now, because he had, we watched the, <laughs> we watched the other night. <laughs> well, it's kind of a trick question. It's not an ep- It's not a podcast I would listen to because it's not a show that I watch. When you got into the really deep weeds where you were talking about, there was one clip that Dave played that went on. I mean, you guys got into a heavy discussion about, well, no, it was, when Brenda did the thing and she went over to the tree and then Fred came along and Fred was wearing the thing. And th- then I started glazing over because I'm like, I don't know who any of these people are or how they relate to each other or anything like that. So those parts got a little too deep for me and and it was a challenge to stay focused. Other parts, like was there two or was there three? You adequately described your two scenes and Aaron adequately described his three scenes where I could envision those and go, oh yeah, I can see where he would think three and you would think two. I can understand that. And those conversations 
were engaging for me um, because we weren't quite too deep into it that I was getting lost where he was saying, well, no, because he's flashing back. He's remembering dropping her off. Therefore, it has to be a different point in time. I'm thinking, well, yeah, it's got to be a different point in time because he's it's a memory. So that would mean he was in a different spa- uh, place in time. I get that. I don't have to have seen the show to understand a discussion like that. So there were parts of the show I thought very engaging and very entertaining, even having not seen it. Other parts, I thought we got really deep into it and we, we were su- super serving the people we're supposed to super serve. And those are the super fans that watch the show and, and love sitting around talking about it. Yeah, it, it reminds me a little bit of, I, I guess I hate to just lump it in with sci-fi, but if you think about it, the early like Star Trek 1.0 was really commenting on on social circumstances and things like that. And so, but some people just see it as like, oh, good guys versus bad guys in a pew pew gun. They don't go deep at all. So you, that's not your audience. You're looking for the people that are like, no, no, I want to talk about this and how this really reflects on life and that whole nine yards. And so that's where I, I thought it was cool. I, I, I appreciate the other thing we didn't mention you guys do a lot of work. There's a lot of research in this where you're like, oh no, uh, I read this article where she said, so you're reading articles from the director and all that other things. So that's the other thing we should, I, I just appreciate it. I was like, okay, these guys just aren't watching the TV, writing down four bullet points and turning on a microphone. So I, it was another thing I was like, wow, this is not only for the deep dive listener, but you guys have already done your deep dive, getting these gold nuggets from different uh, interviews and things like that. That's just, I'm not, I'm not a deep dive person. Like I, right now, one of my favorite shows is this is us. Cause it makes me cry every week and everybody needs a good cry. And they had a cliffhanger where the, one of the characters is goes downstairs after he kisses his wife and everybody's in bed. He got home late and he, he goes into the kitchen and then there's a guy with a knife. And so I saw on the internet today, they're like this particular character has all sorts of anxiety. He really freaks out and he, he tends to like have nervous breakdowns when he gets in high pressure areas. And so the whole thing was, well, the guy's name is Randall. Was Randall imagining this or is the guy really in the kitchen? And there are people that will have that discussion and they'll really like, no, because of this and that. And then there are people like me, they're like, I don't know, I'll tune in next week and find out. So it's, I love the fact that you kind of know who your audience is and we're going to do the deep dive stuff. And then the people that just want to recap of, Hey, so-and-so rode in on a pony and they shot him, you know, (laughs) that's not your, that's not your audience. So you'll attract the people that like your kind of stuff. And, and uh, I know Eric, you were talking earlier, you said there were two different, you were trying to do two different things. I think it was right. What was that Troy? You said you were, you weren't sure which way you wanted to go. Yeah. And I think, I think Eric made a good point. It's either he's probably not the target audience because he doesn't watch the show. When we think about the new listener, we have to remember that the new listener is a new listener of the podcast, but they're not necessarily a new watcher of the show. I think what we're trying right. to do too much of is, well, what about the people that aren't watching the show? How do we get them excited and try to get them to watch the show? Cause that's probably what HBO wants us to do is get more people to watch the show. But really for us, we should focus on retaining the audience that you currently have because let's face it. Season two had some spots like that one uh, emailer said, where it's like, man, first three episodes, I hated it. Like Ford finally brought me back in. Like those are the people we need to reach and say, no, no, stick around. You're going to love what's coming next. And if we focus on that, yeah, I, versus I think the other you people. can't, I think you can't spend a whole lot of time focusing on the people who don't yet watch the show. I think 
there will be very few of those people who come to your podcast. Your podcast is designed for people who have already seen the episode and now we're discussing it. It would be like walking into a sports bar discussing a football game that's already happened. And you're like, well, crud, I, I don't even watch the Cleveland Browns. I don't know how I'm going to sit and have the discussion about the game. Like, it, uh, you know, I'll, I'm lost. There's no, I wouldn't be here for that. So I think focusing on the people that are your true fans, I think people are going to be turned on and, and uh, sampling the television show by seeing other people talking about it on social media or their friends said, man, you really got to check it out. It's a great series. That's how people are going to learn about it through that word of mouth. Um, I don't think your show's designed to do that. You know, my challenge coming into to reviewing an episode like this with a show that I've never watched is I'm trying to give you feedback on um, your presentation style and just the structure of the show in general, not necessarily the content that you're discussing on the show, because I don't know if you're right or wrong or indifferent. But I can tell the debates that you and Aaron have are passionate and have two sides to the story. That's what I love about it. I love that when you guys create great momentum by getting in the middle of those things. I love when you touch on the baby back and it's just a touch and go. It throws me off when we stop down and start having a long discussion about vampires. So, you know, I'm trying to help you with those sorts of things. And, and Eric mentioned lost twice. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, every time I say, well, yeah, but now I'm lost. I instantly, I'm thinking I said lost again. Tally. Yeah. Not, tally. yeah. One of the favorite things, Dave didn't play the clip of it, but he says, I'll give you $5. If you don't say, uh, possibly, possibly no, p- potentially I'll give you $5. If you don't say potentially for five minutes, <laughs> like, and you made it through the five minutes, but at the end of the episode, I think you said potentially, like, like I was counting yeah. them. Yeah. I was counting them. You said it like four times in the last three minutes of the episode. Yeah. It's the Lee words for me. I've noticed it's potentially, basically, <laughs> definitely. I, I don't know what I it is, it. but, uh, but those little nuances like that, Troy, those are what, bring out your personality. And I love the fact that you rib each other about those little things, but make them touch and go because you, you can scatter them through the show. It won't derail your momentum, but it will highlight your persona. And that's how people get to know who you are. And and that's how they get to like you. They know your little nuances like that. They, we know that you're a fan of lost just by you mentioning the show and, and Aaron ribbing you about it throughout the episode. We get to know you because of those little things. Just be careful that they're quick and to the point and you, and you move on. You just throw them in like little, little uh, Easter eggs every now and then. And the case in point, when you mentioned the lost boys and you know, you're only sexy if you're a lost boy vampire. And I was like, wait a minute, Corey wasn't Corey fine. Like who were, who were the Corey lost Feldman. boys? Feldman. Corey Feldman. I'm like, and I'm like, oh yeah, I guess it, so. I'm totally Keith for Sutherland though, wasn't he? Was yes, the he was, he was the head guy. Lost Boy? Yeah. The whole time I'm like, well, who was in the Lost Boys? So then, about the time my brain started to remember the stuff from whatever year that movie came out was, you're like, okay. Meanwhile, back in Lost World, I'm like, well, wait a minute, I'm trying to remember. Was it <laughs> was Brad Pitt in that movie? I'm like, wait, no. So and, yeah, that and, was and it was funny because I just thought like Aaron totally walked into that one. I'm like, oh, he's gonna mention vampires. I can say Lost. And talk about vampires in the same thing. This is great. <laughs> yeah. So little, little, 
a little focus, maybe, you know, <laughs> I, I'm with Eric, keep the, keep those in, but, uh, Awesome. So, well, Troy, where can people find your podcast again? Uh, for this one specifically, you can go to beyondwestworldpodcast.com and get it ready for season three, which will be coming out. I believe it's March 15th is the Sunday uh, when season three will hit the airwaves. They're talking about eight episodes. Not sure the length on those, though. Sometimes they're 50 minutes and sometimes they're five hours. I, depends what HBO wants to do. Yeah, this one was an hour and 17. I was like, man, this is a movie. Holy cow. So, Eric, where can people find you? Find me anytime you'd like over at podcasttalentcoach.com. How about you, you can, Dave? You can find me at schoolofpodcasting.com. And of course, if you want to, Troy's got the seat warmed up for you. If you want your show right here, simply go to podcastreviewshow.com slash review me. Thanks so much for uh, tuning in. We'll see you again real soon with another episode of the Podcast Review Show. Podcast Review Show.